Welcome, everybody, to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. Now here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome, welcome indeed. This is Dick Crawford, and that fine introduction was from today's guest, Lisa Blakemore from Salt Lake City. Lisa and I have trained in the same network for many, many years, and we truly enjoy our work as realtors in the American West. Good morning, Lisa. How are you doing today? Good morning, Dick. I cannot complain. It's a crisp fall morning in um, Utah, and I am so blessed. Boy, it's not crisp here by any means, uh, so that's wonderful. Thank you for painting that picture. Uh, so very good to hear it. Let's, let's just jump right in. Tell me about yourself and how you run your business in Salt Lake City. Dick, I'm a broker of about seven agents. I have a practice in Park City, Utah, which is just east in the, into the mountains of Salt Lake City. And, of course, Salt Lake City been in that industry there for just about 28 years now. Raised my family in real estate, and that is my, that's my path. I was becoming a mom and wanted the freedom to be a mom and thought I should be able to serve people. I was always excited about serving people, and I got into real estate, and my husband at that time said, you should be doing this from the time you're 15. You should have been doing this and just built for it. So on that note, I um, started just serving other mothers and other women and didn't realize it at the time, but I was really trying to get the help that I wanted when I first bought my home. So it's become a very relational business for me. It matters to me that I'm able to really have an impact, a positive impact on, on people's lives, and that's been so fulfilling for my family as well. Oh, that's wonderful. If you're doing something that is also good for others, uh, that's, that's, where, that's what it's all about. Yeah, you you um, you kind of alluded to it being kind of you. You should have been doing this since you were 15. Um, we have a we have a heritage profile we call it, which is kind of a personality profile. And uh, I hear it time and again from other agents how they lean on that profile to understand themselves and how they can um, serve other people using their strengths. And it sounds like you have done exactly that. Sometimes without knowing it, I think that if we are truly self-actualized and truly honorable with ourselves, we are leaning into our profile without realizing it because we, are, we only are who we are. And we can't be like everybody else. And we can't try and compare ourselves to everybody else. We just have to be the best we can be. And then we find out, well, I guess I was wired this way. <laughs> it's kind of a, for me, it goes back and forth. No, that's, yeah, that's good. Well, describe the uh, environment and the climate and such. You say you serve both Salt Lake and Park City, and there's different elevations involved. What's, what's all that about? Oh, my goodness. It's, it's two different – it's like being in two different states within a half an hour of each other. So I, I started my business in the southeast area of Salt Lake County and served the entire county, and that was in the 90s and the – mid-2000s, and I had an opportunity to move. It was when we were do, dealing with a lot of short sales. It was with the Great Recession. And there were, there were some properties in Park City area that I could move into without too much strain. It's a higher, it's a higher price market, sometimes by about times three. But in those days, it was, it was okay. And I had my office in Park City since 2005. So I moved up here in 2011 and was able to serve my clients here and be a part of the community here. Park City is a 
uh, area with uh, community is very, very important. It's almost critical. A lot of charities up here, a lot of um, events, organizations, the Salt Lake area has, um, it's, a, it's a more youthful environment, if that's, if that's the way to put it. A lot more active people in Salt Lake are a lot more inclined to, there's a lot, a lot of tech going on in Salt Lake. There's a lot of, of people, a lot more movement. In Park City, everybody is in, in fact, when I first moved up here, I thought I had to have a Park City outfit because the uniform in Park City are Lululemons and a sweatshirt. <laughs> Anywhere I would go. It didn't matter what time I did. Oh, yeah. like, Don't uh, these people wear clothes? But it's such an active environment there. So you always see people out walking dogs and on bikes. It's very active. The same is true for Salt Lake as well, but it's, Salt Lake is a little bit more, I don't want to say serious, but more career-minded. We have a very intelligent um, resource for, for career in Salt Lake City. And a lot of, there's three, four different colleges in Salt Lake City. That, so it's not really a college town. There's just a lot of intellectual activity going on in Salt Lake City. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, very Are, much so. Park City, we're at about 6,800 feet above sea level, so it's a little higher elevation, and that's before you get on the on the ski chair on the chairlift. Right. And um, Salt Lake is about 4,300 above sea level, but you have the one thing that I do miss about Salt Lake, having moved to Park City, are the beautiful mountain, beautiful mountainscapes. You would not believe how gorgeous the mountains are there. They're majestic. They're huge. And they are stark. And when you're in Southeast County, you, you live at the base of the mountains. Park City, you actually live on the mountains, so you don't really get to see it as much. But I, you know, I'm in the valley every day, so I do get to have the benefit of sometimes two sunrises. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of rural uh, places in both areas. Salt Lake City has some rural towns around it. The city itself is not that big. We have 3 million people in all of Salt Lake County which is not that big given the, the land mass that we cover. And in Park City, we average about 20,000 people in population. So it is a true getaway that my daily commute is the best part of my day because when I'm coming home, I'm going through a gorgeous canyon and my views are wonderful. When I'm going to work, I'm going through the same gorgeous canyon and I'm getting ready you know, for the full day. That's that's wonderful. You get, you get the best of both worlds, it sounds like. I kind of do. I kind of do. So Park City is a little bit of a vac- vacation hub and a little bit laid back, <clears throat> excuse me, and the, uh, the Salt Lake City area has uh, a little bit more career-minded, if you will, and tech firms and things like that, and some colleges. So that's a very good mix. It really uh, is. People come to Park City almost without fail. The people that live in Park City, I, I've met two people that actually originated here over 30 years ago, but... The people that come to Park City came to ski, and then they came the next year, and then they would rent a, a, a place, the same place, year after year, and they said, oh, what the heck, I'm just going to buy. And so then they, they end up buying here. They start with a condo or a townhome, then they end up moving to a nicer home. But I've seen that, Nick, over and over and over. It's just, it feels to me um, to be just the, the right way people get a taste of it. So we get a lot of people from the East Coast and a lot of people from the West Coast. In fact, Park City was reestablished by Delta Pilots, most a lot from California in the 70s. So when it went down from the mining days, it started to be reestablished in the 70s. Lots of pilots, because we're so close to the airport in Park City, we're only 25 minutes away, and you know there's, there's hardly any traffic issues, and it's, um, 
it's, it is more relaxed. Lots of retirees and lots and lots of charitable organizations, a lot of people, a lot of communities loving to give and serve. So, so there's, there's things to do for everybody. You can ski on the slopes. You can do your charity work. You can do a job with, uh, with a tech firm. Uh, you can get out of town easily. It uh, sounds like a very good mix. That's, that's it really is. It really is. And it's right at your door. You can, you can be in 40 minutes. I can be in one of the most beautiful places and not see another human for, for a full weekend. Oh, my gosh. That, that sounds glorious coming from Southern California. <laughs> yes, it's different. No question. And, and what, about a, um, what about a long weekend? You know, Utah, I just adore Utah for its national parks and such. Um, you, uh, in Salt Lake City, you're a little bit in the north end of the state. What's going on with a long day weekend out of Salt Lake City? So what we can do, we have so many lakes. It depends on the time of year, of course. So if it's in, it's in hot summer days, there are many lakes you can go to. A lot of lakes rent um, motorboats. You can go fishing. You can rent canoes. If you are in Salt Lake City, say you live right in town in Salt Lake City, you are for a day trip or a weekend trip, you can go to, in the summertime, you have a choice of maybe six or seven different lakes you can go to and rivers. In the winter, there's, a, gosh, there's ice skating, there's snowboarding, there's skiing, and in Salt Lake and Park City. So a lot of people from Park City ski in Park City, but sometimes we'll go to the, the better mount, I think the better snow, in the Contwood Canyons, you know, Snowbird, Alta, Brighton, those places. And for a weekend, if you just want to get away and drive, there are some amazing blue highways, we call them. And, well, they're all over the country, but you just drive the blue highways and you can. You're never too far from services. You can pack a lunch and drive into a canyon, into a lake, into a meadow. I mean, there's just all kinds of different. The, the terrain gives us so many different options for our leisure time. And, leisure and that, that blue highway is, is a, a national scenic highway? Is, is, is that, that kind of a designation? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, sir. I think it's referred to on the map as a scenic byway. Okay, excellent. So you pick a blue highway and you go, and that's, that's what we do. <laughs> just take yeah. a blue highway and let's go. So it's, yeah. it's just the access is amazing. Well, I'm looking at a map here, and, uh, I mean, no joke, Salt Lake City is almost dead center in the American West, if you, pardon me, Texas, if you leave Texas out of it for just a moment, yeah. uh, Salt Lake City is really dead center in the American West. You can, you're just equidistant from any, everything in the, in the West, from Seattle to, to uh, down in the lower reaches of New Mexico to L.A. up to Montana. You're in the dead center. Well, I think that's why we got the distinction of the Golden Spike. I mean, when they put the Intercontinental Railroad together, they did connect it here in Salt Lake City. Well, we, yeah, because we are in the dead center. We went. To, we took a family vacation a couple of weeks ago to Yellowstone, and my our daughter is 24. She said, "I had no idea it was this close." And then we look at a map, and well, yeah, you can go to Zion's National Park, and it's even closer. I had, Zion's National Park is five hours away. Lake Palace six hours away. You know, there's. Bryce Canyon, yeah. four hours away. There's so many things. So, yeah, you can – it is. It's dead center. We can go up to Jackson Hole. We can, like yeah. you say, Seattle. And we do. You know, we go over to Pagosa Springs in Colorado. There's lots of fun places in southern Colorado that are, you know, a lot like our terrain here and our, 
climate here, but we, we're, and the airport takes us, you know, like I said, you can get to the airport in no time, and I can be in yeah. San Diego in two hours. Right, right. And Salt Lake City is a hub, so that makes it uh, yeah. pretty good choices for getting around, too. Well, your, your population is growing. I'm aware of that for sure. Um, how, why are people re- relocating to your area? We've touched on so many different things, but is, is there a particular thing that jumps out, like retirement or cost of living or something like that? Um, it's all of those. It's family. Salt Lake, Utah has a double-edged sword um, reputation for the LDS church. But I've got to tell you, there's such a focus on family and family um, activities, and you know, even in Park City. So Salt Lake City has... You, you can't throw a stone and not hit some sort of family activity or an offering of a family activity. So it's really family-oriented. It's really suited for that. The reason we moved from Salt Lake City to Park City was the Park City school system was rated number one in the state. The teachers of the school system are um, highly certified to teach all, you know, just across the spectrum of students. So the family enticements here, the wide open spaces. I mean, I'm looking out four different windows and I can't see, you know, I'm just looking at mountains and trees. So people like that and the wide open spaces, the clean air. Yes, Salt Lake City does get an inversion for a few days out of the year. That's one of some of the reasons people move up, up the canyon to the other counties. But the air is really clean. We have a lot of, uh, we have all the four seasons. People love that. We have, Cost of living is, so you guys are paying, I think my son said he pays over $4 a gallon for diesel. I pay two seventy-five. You guys are paying, you know, the, the cost of living in California is so much higher than your taxes. You have just an array of taxes that we don't have here. One of my right. clients moved from the uh, Tahoe area paying 13.3% in taxes. We have five. And we have just that one tax, and apparently California has you know, layers of Oh, yeah, we've got it figured out. We can yeah. tax you any way you wish and then some. <laughs> In many ways, you'd rather not wish. Right. Uh, so, so people are relocating for all kinds of different reasons, and, and that's nice because it gives you then a good mix of people. Um, so you've got retirees, you've got families, and everybody in between coming into town, right? Lots of businesses, yes, sir. Lots of businesses, lots of professional people. They know that they can we're very, very friendly to startups. Uh, I think University of Utah a few years ago was just number two behind MIT in startups. So we're very aggressively pursuing all kinds of tech startups and, and certainly medical. We have a lot of medical startups here. We have there's people that are professionally minded. They want to get more innovation. They don't want to have any obstacles in front of them. They don't want to have a lot of red tape. They don't want to have a lot of hoops to jump through to get their ideas off the ground. We're finding we're, those people are, are well served here. So we get, we get a lot of people just like starting their professions or, or realizing their professional dreams, as well as the people that had realized their dreams, and now they just want to move to a quieter place, a lot less traffic, a lot less noise, no pollution. Yes, that's a great mix. And the people who are still working, working hard, they can run up the mountain and have a wonderful weekend, or mm-hmm. or or jet up to Yellowstone or down to uh, Zion. Yes, sir. So, okay, good. It's got a little bit of of everything for everybody. How um, how's the growth working out? How is everybody responding to it? You know, <laughs> you, you mentioned the 
you know, new businesses and such, but what about new restaurants? What about traffic? What about the neighbors? Do they, do they welcome those out-of-state plates? Hmm. I'm going to say yes and no. I'm going to say, like you were mentioning, we do, it does help with our diversity, and that is very interesting, and we do like that. And there are restaurants. The interesting thing, that I'm looking at stats across the country, and a lot of the small businesses here have been hurt by the pandemic, but they're coming back online. I tried to get restaurants or reservations for three steakhouses today. I could not get them. They're full, which is 50% capacity. But So people, we do have new businesses coming up to support this. We have, um, there are traffic issues in the Summit County. Again, where Park City is just because there's only one road that goes in. There's just one road that goes in. So you, And it's also a major highway. It's, it's Interstate 80, which goes across the country, which is all the big trucks use. But um, as far as Salt Lake, gosh, they've built beautiful highways and secondary highways, and they're, they're able to absorb the growth and the new construction that's going on. Now it's moved to the further quadrant, the more southwest quadrant of the county because there's really nowhere to go. But then that puts them close to Silicon Slopes, which is our term for all of the tech that goes on in the south end of Utah County. So in the Summit County areas, Traffic is, it's getting, it's a little rough depending on what day. If you have the freedom to travel not during high traffic hours, then there's there's not a problem. But if you're traveling during commute times, then you'll just have to maybe sit at a light for two lights. I don't know if that, how different that is from your world. It seems like an eternity to us because we're so spoiled. But um, yeah, you can, you can live in another state and still get to your job downtown Salt Lake in 45 minutes. It's just not that bad. Well, there you go. That's that's the bottom line right there. And sometimes it takes us 45 minutes just to get into the on ramp. Uh, so yeah. yeah, that's 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 fine. That's normal growth pains. Uh, mm-hmm. And how about regional services and such? Uh, you know, the hospitals and the the airport obviously is world class. But public transportation schools are are they bearing the uh, the increases in in growth? Are they they bearing that well? Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. In fact, we have a real good light rail system. They're, they're always adding on to that. We're hopefully going to get it down into southern Utah from uh, the hub in northern Utah and Salt Lake City. They have, yeah, the buses are, um, they're never full. The parking lots are rarely full. That we, our hospitals are, you know, we're at, what, I think they read 70% capacity of for the COVID cases, so we're starting to do a lot more elective surgery. Actually, we started that a few months ago. So we don't, just don't, we have a, the Park City Medical Center is world class for all the um, osteo stuff, all the bone stuff, because a lot of broken bones up here. But um, we have the, the number one trauma center and burn center at the University of Utah Hospital. So we have some of the world class medical services. And none of, you know, we're just, we're not seeing, I don't, I don't live in that industry. I hope to never live in that industry, but um, <laughs> for my clients that do, yeah, they're doing very well. There's, there's room for, for growth there. And, you know, we see ahead, we have a, a I, I don't know if it's possible, but we have this, this beautiful need to just look ahead 20 years. Okay, we may need this. Let's go for that. We may need this. So, doesn't, we haven't felt any growing pains in Salt Lake no, City. 
that that's good. I, I think you brought up the magic word is, is a little bit of foresight uh, yeah. um, because everybody, I think the whole world, well, I shouldn't say that. that that's a little bit going a little bit too far. But at least the country uh, has learned a lot from Los Angeles um, yeah. in that we didn't plan particularly well. We had no idea what was going to happen because it had never happened before. And so we've got some infrastructure issues where where we uh, we just don't have the room to make a wider highway, and it's very painful, and it takes generations to get the right of way. So nice to see that other places have kind of taken our cue and are planning ahead, like Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you mentioned the cost of living, and you were kind enough to just put it in my face about the price of gas. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't um, believe it. Uh, well, now, you, you talk about diesel. That's not real common here. Uh, do you know the cost of a gallon of regular gas? Oh, yeah, it's, we're, we're at two and a quarter. Two and a quarter. There you go. The national Where are you? Average, well, the national average is about 220. Uh, Southern California average is about 320, so we're almost a dollar higher. I'm able to find them in the low three dollars, you know, 2.99, 305, something like that. But that's still that's we're talking 80, 90 cents more, and um, yeah, that would be nice to have. That, yeah. that harkens us back a few years. Well, we How, drive a lot, so we so you can go in your area. You can go 15 miles and go through everything you need, and we can go 50 miles and get through more, you know, get through more terrain and more environment. Does that make sense? So yes. we're driving a lot further distances, I think, to not so much to achieve the same results, but just we just have that option. And, and, and you, things are a little bit, maybe a little bit more spread out in that sense, in, Absolutely. in, in an odd sense. We do, we, of course, you know, we can go to L.A. for lunch, um, which is an hour drive, but we don't tend to do that quite so much. We we tend to kind of congregate in our in our own area. Uh, mm-hmm. But if we did want to go out of town or or into a different area, we really got to keep keep an eye on traffic because it can My be goodness. brutal. Yeah, <laughs> see, that would, to have to have to have to think about that would be such a distraction for me. Yeah, it, and, and perhaps I've been spoiled with her all my life. Served here. You know, helping people from other places for so many years, it would it would be such a distraction if I can't say because I'm, I'm making plans, like I said for dinner this evening with one of our uh, maintenance leads, and I know I can be there in 25 minutes, and it's probably a 30 minute or 30 mile drive, and it's just it's it's that easy to get around. It's yeah, just, it's, it's just not that difficult. Well, it'll take us uh, twice as long to get somewhere if it's during the week versus the weekend. Uh, wow. So it can be it can be really, really different. Now, from uh, from a living standpoint, I don't. If we spoke about the local sales tax rate. Uh, what is yours? Our sales tax rate is just over six percent, so we're not. It's it's not that high. It's um. I, I think it's within reason. Right. Right. Uh, we're at seven and three quarters in uh, Orange County and San Diego, and I think LA is something like nine and a half. Oh my goodness! So yeah. Oh we've, my goodness. We have figured out all kinds of different ways to tax ourselves. Um, yeah, from uh, from LA to San Diego, uh, talk about average home prices. We have uh, prices in various cities that average anywhere from seven hundred thousand dollars to well over a million dollars. 
and I know Park City is a pretty high rent area, but what's the local median or average home price and ranges and such in Salt Lake City and Park City? We're at, in Salt Lake City, we're at about 365 for an average four-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage sitting on a quarter of an acre home. And that is resale and or new construction. Park City, you know, it's so area-specific, but you could, the average price in Park City for a townhome will put you anywhere between 700000 and a million. And the average price for a home, you'll be at one2 and depend on depending on how extravagant you want to get. If you just want to live in a nice home, good area, you can spend under $2 million still. And then you still have good views and you still have good access. No, absolutely. We so, have okay. most of our, our we, two-thirds of our population in Park City are second, second homes. So there's a, in fact, Lawrence Yoon, the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors, says that Park City has the distinction of 10, 10, 10, 10,000 square feet, 10, I beg your pardon, 10,000 square feet, $10 million for 10 days a year. <laughs> People and, you know, that's true for Deer Valley, but not so much the gray area. Okay, gotcha. That's, that's pretty good. He's a, he's a sharp guy. He sure is. Um, so the property tax rate, what's that like? You know, it's... Um, I'm going to turn that around a little bit and not really talk about the rate so much as the cost to the homeowner in, in just straight cash. We have such, uh, I'm going to say, friendly property taxes here. I've helped clients from the Chicago area and Southern California area, and when they find out that it's $2,000 a year, they don't know that it's a year. They just see it on the on the printout, and they say, 2000 is that a month? And no, no, that's, that's a year. <laughs> no, you're no. kidding me. A whole year. But we, um, they're, you know, it's based on the lot size and certainly location. As you know, location matters. But you're, the property tax, where that's built into the payment, you're looking at sometimes between 150 and $200 a month added to your payment. So it's very, very friendly. Nobody complains about it. We sometimes complain about the allocation of it. They're, they're doing some changes in the legislation about, legislature about the, the um, allocation of where that money is going. But for the most part, it covers the education system, the public education system. But it's, it's one of the lowest, I think, in, um, in the country. In fact, we were just rated, Utah was just rated number one in cost of living and living style, it was last last month they were rated number one. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, a couple hundred dollars a month for property taxes. Uh, you're right. That's that. Some people pay that in parking fees each month. Yes, there's that. <laughs> uh, so goodness, uh, the differences, huh? So no, that's fantastic. Um, and what's the story on new construction? So we do have new construction going on. On What happens in Salt Lake is we have some areas that people really, really enjoy, and they'll buy, I've had several classes, they'll buy a, a lot, a house, an older home, maybe something, well, older for us is back in the 40s and 50s, and they'll raise the home, and then they'll build a beautiful new home on it, even though it's not uniform with the rest of the homes in the neighborhood. But we see a lot of neighborhoods kind of take that stuff because people don't want to leave the location, so they'll just make it a better house right there on the lot. So we have those lots coming available from time to time, very sporadically. The um, new construction that's going on that a lot of young families like is out in the southwest end of the county, which we call Harriman, Riverton, Bluffdale, 
sometimes you'll get bigger lots, but there are a lot of townhomes going up there that are on very small postage stamp size lots. So it depends on what somebody's looking for. You can still build in Park City. You can still build a, a beautiful home on a big lot surrounded. You will pay for it. You'll pay, I just listed a lot in a town just right outside of Summit County for is a half acre for 400000 I don't know how that compares to lots where you are a half acre, but it's, um, it's got beautiful views. It's got views of a lake. You're sitting on a mountain, and you're right up against a golf course. There you go. And then you just plop your house on yes. that and uh, and tur- throw your car keys away. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're doing. And the house I'm listing next to it, the, my client owns both, is at $3.3 million. So you can build yeah, anything up go. to that. Yeah. No, absolutely. Is there a, is there a minimum uh, house size that people have to build when they build in Park City? Sometimes. Sometimes the footprint has to be – it depends on the community that they're building in. So if they're building – if they find a lot, like I mentioned earlier, on, with an older home on it, they can do what they want. If they find a lot in an area with a lot of empty lots, then there's going to be restrictions on the footprint, and it's usually right around 1,500 to 2,000 square feet for that footprint. So you can go 2,000 square feet on each level or a minimum of 2,000 square feet. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. And that's yeah. that's very reasonable too. Right. It's right. wonderful. It allows a lot of different people to uh, to afford that too. Exactly. Um, okay. Now, uh, how can you help a, a new buyer who's coming from out of state? I mean, if they want to buy a, you know, new construction that's being, you know, built by a, you know, regular construction firm and it's a tract house and it's going to take them 6 months to to put it up, how can you help somebody in that process? Oh, that's the fun part. That is the fun part because we get to act as the buyer. So the buyer, either on a day trip out here or a weekend trip, come out and take a look at it. Or because – and the pandemic has brought a lot of benefits as well as you know, some of the sadnesses that it's brought on. But because of, of having to do things so remotely and virtually, we've sold houses. I just closed on a house for a woman from Rochester in a new development. She never saw it. She never saw it before she bought it. But because we could walk through, we had the FaceTime, and we have Matterport, we have all the different technologies where they have a sense of it. And then we, as the professional, can let them know about the community. We can let them know our experiences, and we can you know, put them in touch with different websites and give them more information on the community. But as far as the structure goes, then we just act as the buyer. We get to be there. We get to help them make the decisions. We get to be the liaison with the builder, and we, you know, we get to represent as if the buyer were living here and not in California. Yeah, that, that does make it fun because of all It the, is fun, yeah. It, it, it is a lot easier these days with, with that technology. You're absolutely right. You just have to be really, really clear and consistent in the communication. I think that's where some people falter is they just don't realize when somebody's buying a home from a different state, a different area, they're putting so much trust in the professional here that the communication has to be uh, almost nurturing. Is that, that sound weird for real estate? But it does have to be almost on a deeper level of caring and consistency because they're making a big decision and they're trusting you for that decision. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, it, it, it's not buying, buying a pair of shoes on Amazon. <laughs> right, exactly. There's, a, there's an element of trust there too, but this is a whole different ballgame. Well, you're bringing in, you bring your family, and I mean, you're, you're trusting somebody to help you decide the dimensions of a kitchen. And if you like yeah. to cook, that's going to be huge. 
What would uh, what would your advice be for out-of-state buyers coming to Salt Lake City? Um, get connect with a professional right away. Find out, you know, do some research on the different communities. Find out what the reason is to move here. If the reason to move here is for business, then that's that's easy. We just find a place that's going to work for what they're doing. Maybe like-minded individuals. If it's for um, more half retirement, half business, it's it's really what is the impetus. Why are they moving to Salt Lake City? And if it's just to get out of crowded California, then that's, that's easy. Anybody, anything's going to fit. But my advice would be to connect with a professional, get some information, ask 25 questions with each phone call. I mean, just, you just can't ask too many questions when you're thinking about ch- changing your life like that. And yes. get pictures, get websites, get familiar with, um, again, the terrain, the stores. You know, when I moved to Park City, I found I could go to Whole Foods Smith gas station and post office without getting out of second gear. I mean, that really appealed to me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah that's really good. great. And so, it's, so, not you know, because, it's not because you were in bumper-to-bumper traffic. No, yeah, that's a good point. No, I didn't even get back on the big roads. I went from parking lot to parking lot. It's pretty funny when I first discovered that. Then, you know, then you know how to plan your day. So, um, you know, if, if somebody is considering, the first thing I would recommend is just can, just get a referral to a good trusted professional and then build that relationship and then let that person go to work for you. Because those of us that really enjoy helping people and introducing our beautiful place and it's so much fun to bring what we have to somebody who's never been. It's, it's, it's a treat. It's like Christmas because there's so many wonderful things. So you get somebody who really enjoys sharing what we have, then it's just going to make the process a lot more fun and a lot, a lot more give, giving. Marvelous. And, and of course, uh, I don't need to tell people if you're going to call me and ask me for somebody in Salt Lake City, it's going to be Lisa Blakemore. <laughs> so so, Thank you. No, absolutely. Uh, we've, been, we've enjoyed conversations many times at our different events, and uh, I have a very good feel for the way you work, be, just, be, just in the way that you, uh, you talk with folks. So it's, it's a no-brainer for me. Lisa well, Blakemore in Salt Lake that City. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Well, so lastly, as we wrap it up, um, I ask a couple of questions of, of everybody. Um, as a realtor, we wear a lot of different hats, as you are cer- certainly well aware. What is your favorite hat to wear as a realtor? Uh, you're not going to believe this because I know so many realtors don't like it. I love, I love getting buyers in my car, and I, turn, and I know where I'm going. And even if COVID, you know, we can make changes on that. But even though I know where I'm going, I set the nav system to the next address, and I just get in their heads and in their minds and what do they want and find out what makes them tick. I love getting to know somebody. The favorite part for me is that first introduction, getting to meet somebody new, getting to help somebody at a, at a level that they only need help with, what, three or four times in a lifetime. So having the honor and the privilege of being able to serve at that level. That really is one of my favorite things to do. I know a lot of realtors don't like buyers. I love them because I just, I just love to be able to share all of what we have. Well, that's the mark of a true relational person. And uh, not, uh, I can't think of any, any quality that would be better to have as a realtor. So that's, that's, a, that's wonderful to hear. Yeah. What what do you uh, what do you do to keep it fun for your clients and your your seven person team there? Oh my goodness, really? So we have we don't advertise. We do. Go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, sorry, we only, we only, you know, we don't have a half an hour to talk about all that fun. <laughs> all that fun? That yeah, is really, take it away. Yeah, so, so one of my early coaches used to tell me that I party my way to success, and I didn't understand what he meant until I started looking at it deeper. We host four to five client events a year, and these, even in, in these times, in these pandemic times, we've been able to do some drive-through events, but we keep it real fun. We'll actually get a phone call. If it's coming close to one of our events, We'll get phone calls. So what day are you having it? So are you having it at the same time? People know that they can count on us. We've built this community of this Blakemore community of people that look forward to seeing each other. And sometimes I won't even get to talk to my clients because I'll be busy greeting the newer clients, and they'll be talking to my other clients that they've met at previous events. So we've been doing this for well on to 10 years now. So we've built this community. So it's really we keep it fun and we keep it alive. We keep it at the forefront. When COVID first hit, we did all of our research and we got out to our clients and let them know, okay, this is what's going on. How can we serve you? How can we make this easier for you? So we, we just, it keeps it fun for us because we're always, we're always trying to find ways to connect with our clients. And so the parties are fun. We're planning our, our Thanksgiving pie party. We just finished a, our, our picnic in September, which was a drive-by event, but people would get out and we had food trucks. But they love to see each other. And we love to, and our, our agents just, we have so much fun getting ready for this. Everybody shows up early. We all coordinate the outfits that we're going to wear. <laughs> I mean, it's oh. silly, but we do have a lot of fun with it. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's a big part of it. Obviously, it's a big part of it for you, but that really is a big part of it for everybody. Well, uh, it is. It makes, I, had a, I had a client refer a client to me, and she sat in front of me. She said, do I get to come to the parties now? And I said, I beg your pardon. She said, well, Tracy said that I could come to the parties now if I work with you. <laughs> oh, my goodness, girl. But oh, that is so It was funny. so cute. Yeah, it meant so much to her to be a part of the, of the so, bigger scene. So that, that might be your new tagline, buy a house from me and I'll invite you to the party. <laughs> we had somebody come up to us and say, Blakemore Real Estate, um, premier party planners. And I said, no, we're not going to change our sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and by the seems, way, yeah. oh, by the way, we can sell your house for you. If right. You That's the whole point. It seems frivolous, but people, again, it's building that trust. And when yes. people, you know, we had a party last year. People say, can I bring my friend? They're looking to buy a house. I want them to meet you. And that's, there's no better way to meet somebody that you're about to put this responsibility into without watching them interact with other people they've already helped. Right. Very well said. Very well said. And we can leave it at that. That's, that's an excellent punctuation mark on the conversation. I, I tell you, I, just, I, I love learning more about our, our fellow network agents and all the areas that they represent. Uh, it's just fascinating to me, uh, all the opportunities out there in, in the West are good places to live. So thank you so much for joining. I appreciate your time. And I certainly, I, I hope you enjoyed being on the show today. I really, really did, Dick. It's, it, I get so excited sharing this place. And I can't wait to show it to you personally when you make your way east. I, I'm telling you, I've gone through Salt Lake City a number of times on road trips, and it's it's a fascinating place. It really is. I absolutely and I don't have to park city too. So I'm a little bit familiar with that as well. So I, I will definitely have your uh, I'll have you on the map as the, the golden spiders. Um, <laughs> thank you. Because there's uh, all roads lead to Salt Lake City. That's right. And Dick, thank you for this opportunity to get in touch with your with your database with the people that mean most to you. I really appreciate the honor. It's an honor to me to be able to share what I can do, what I know, where I live, and I appreciate the opportunity so much. I feel very grateful and thankful for you right now. 
Absolutely my pleasure. I'm sure we'll be talking again very soon, and uh, I'm, I certainly hope we'll take the opportunity to enjoy a meal together uh, at our next big event, which is coming up in Arizona in the spring, keeping our fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, so in the meantime, best wishes from me to you, Lisa, for, a, uh, for an excellent and productive rest of the year. Thank you, Dick. I hope to talk to you soon. All righty. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Lisa Blakemore from Salt Lake City and Park City, Utah. And you can tell she is an experienced professional uh, ready to help you land on both feet in those two wonderful cities. If you uh, would like me to hook you up, uh, introduce you to Lisa, uh, by all means, please feel free to contact me. To learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available for your real estate needs here in North Orange County, California, and I have trustworthy colleagues throughout Southern California who can help in areas I do not serve. Now, that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, be good, be well, and be safe. Take care. Bye-bye.